Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm sorely disappointed, Matt. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really thought about just making this show 35 seconds of silence because we should put in the same amount of effort as it felt like the Bulldogs did on Friday night. Yeah, uh, but uh, it wasn't a I, I'm just going to throw in the positivity as early and as often as possible. It wasn't a total loss of a weekend uh, for Louisiana Tech Athletics. Uh, we do have some positives to talk about as well. Not from this game, though. Not from the football uh, game, though. The football yeah. game was an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, Nathan and I were both there. Um, PTSD is setting in. Unfortunately, the team was not there, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Or maybe the team was there, and that's just who we are. I, I don't. It was amazing to me having been there, you know, six days before for the Charlotte game and watched Aaron Allen, you know, turn into turn into prime Dan Marino. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, only throw six incompletions and 300 plus yards. And and then uh, to watch that offensive performance just six days later against a worse team um, with no quarterback. Yeah, was. uh yeah, and not even to mention the de- the defensive performance, right? But, yeah. So I I, oh, think, I think we should just dive right into this. Yep, and then get right out of it as quickly that, as possible. That is, that please. is correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So ninety second recap, and hopefully it'll be shorter than ninety seconds, not because of the time <laughs> limit, but because I don't want to talk about this Pain. for ninety seconds. But here we go. Let's start. Three, two, one. This game was so bad. ESPN doesn't even have the play-by-play up. That said, it starts off pretty good for Tech as the first play from scrimmage is fumbled by Southern Miss, but Tech is only able to travel negative three yards and then kicks a field goal. It would be their only lead of the night. <laughs> Sadly, the game continued wow. and 10 plays later, Southern Miss is up seven to three. And rather than give how these next few drives ended, I'll just say this. Each of Tech's first half drives ended in either a field goal or a fumble. Southern Miss, meanwhile, had that early fumble and also a punt, but then uh, three other touchdowns and two missed field goals. Should have been a third missed field goal, but that got called back due to penalty. But at the half, the Bulldogs are down 21-9. to The third quarter is just awful, no matter which team you rooted for here, with drives ending as a punt, 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 interception, punt, punt. But Tech is finally able to put together a field goal on the board. Another one. Hooray. (laughs) On the next drive, Trey Baldwin, though, scoops and scores on a fumble recovery, and suddenly we have a game. Southern Miss is still leading, but now it's 21-19. Unfortunately, that optimism is short-lived as the Tech defense forgets how to tackle, and Southern Miss travels 80 (laughs) yards down the field to extend their lead to 28-19. Tech turns the ball over on downs and then throws two interceptions, including a kind of hilarious self-tipped interception that has walked into the end zone, and Tech falls 35-19. This was the, I've been a fan of La Tech for nine years, uh, well, really 10 seasons, and this is by far the worst game I've ever had to endure as a La Tech Bulldogs fan across all sports. It was awful. Um, uh, what was it like being there? Yeah, I, I mean, just a couple things to note from your your game recap there nathan was taking me back to that interception you mentioned in the third quarter was i think uh barnett and we were literally saying barnett you have to score <laughs> we were yelling barnett score like as he's running yeah, it was, the ball just back, a chant of you have to score you have to score in into field goal range but unfortunately he got stopped and then the offense did absolutely fuck all and kicked another field goal um, and then we did the same thing when Baldwin scooped and scored. That's and what I was doing at home. I was like, thank, run, run. Thank damn God it. he scored. But then I don't know, maybe the defense was tired cause they'd been out there, but 
like you said in the recap, Nathan, I mean, they just like right when we finally have a game, it's 21-19. You know, if the defense can get a stop or force another turnover, like who knows what happens. But they uh, I wish I wish I had the play by play in front of me because it was like 15 yards, 12 Mm -hmm. yards up the middle, 12 yards up the middle, Mm -hmm. 15 yards on a screen pass to the outside. It was like they're doing the exact same shit that we had stopped for a quarter and a half at that point. And uh they just marched 80 yards straight down the field and were like, yeah, no, you guys suck too. We're not, we're not letting you win. Yeah. It was very, very tough to swallow. Uh, watching Frank Gore Jr. Who was a quarterback in high school, it turns out, uh, go out there and murk. He had more passing yards, more touchdowns passing than our quarterback, who is a traditional quarterback. And that's, if that's not the most humiliating moment in Aaron Allen's sporting career. I, I shudder to think what is because it was very, very poor from him. And uh, I know we're not going to dwell on this very long, but it just added a lot of insult to injury and it sucked. Yeah. I mean, tech ends the night with a hundred yards passing compared to 110 yards passing. And I don't get it. Had no fucking quarterback. Yeah, so. And I, I just don't get it. How do you go from playing Charlotte, a team over 500 to, and balling out? I sure the defense in that game wasn't super good, but still offensively it made up for a lack of defense at times to just being unbearably awful on offense the next week, less than a week later. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say is that Southern Miss's pass defense is a lot better than, um, like, they are they're, they have, like, the 40th-ranked pass defense, and and Charlotte has, like, the 116th. But it's inexcusable. The I mean, just not being ready on either side of the ball, acting like, I mean, it would be different if, Frank Gore came out, trotted out as quarterback, and we were like, whoa, what the hell? We've been prepping for this other guy. But, like, they didn't list a quarterback on their roster last week, and Frank Gore started at UTSA. So, like, we have no excuse for the defensive problems. I, I mean, the offense, I don't understand at all. But the biggest thing to me, on. though, is, is the turnovers. Yeah. I mean, Williams put it on the ground twice. And, and Nathan, I mean, you had mentioned to me during the game that, like, it wasn't even that our run game wasn't working. It we ended up with 150 yards rushing for 4.3 yards per carry. Um, so the running game was working, but we fumbled the ball three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marcus Williams fumbled twice in the first damn quarter. Yeah, it was bad. So coming off his uh, best performance ever, and then he yeah, just lays and, an egg. And that's kind of like you have to take him out at that point because you can't hold the damn ball. I don't know if it's because it was 42 degrees or what, but my God, I mean it. It was bad. This was a combination of us just playing like absolute shit and shooting ourselves in the foot. Right. So we, yeah. uh, this shitty team should have beaten the shitty Southern miss team, but we had five turnovers. Yep. And, and couldn't stop a, uh, yeah. couldn't stop a running back from throwing what two or three just, touchdowns, <laughs> just throwing rainbow passes that should have yeah. been his second touchdown. Or for, I don't remember if it was his first or second. There was to be one honest. that was really, it should have been picked off, yeah, exactly. but the DB just sat back and waited for it to yeah. get to him. And the, yeah. The tight yeah. end came in and caught it in front of him. It's like, yeah, dude. Th- yeah, that's and that's bad coaching. I, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drill yeah. into coaching on this. Uh, but I mean, David Blackwell's got to go straight up. Oh, I will, uh, absolutely. I will, David Blackwell. I mean, uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like this defense, like you said it's last bad. week, Matt, has regressed. Right? Yep. It's not. It's gotten way, way worse. And as I've the never, I've has gone never, on. and I've never seen that before in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it where a team got progressively worse. As a not, not like went this. On. Yeah. You know, sometimes you play yeah. like a tougher schedule, but 
I got news. For, I got news for you. It's got <laughs> Southern easier. Miss has the worst offense we faced all year, right? And yeah, they hadn't even broken eighty. I don't even think they've broken seventy points scored through yeah. the first whatever games of the season. They're very bad. So and it was yeah. Shocking. Here we are giving up. I think just twenty eight offensive points because there was a pick six at the end of the game. Yeah, but, it's just shocking. I mean, and yeah. Frank Gore's out there trending on Twitter. Yep. Because he's throwing touchdown passes. The thing that hurt the worst, uh, that hurt the absolute, or the play I'd like to mention that hurt the worst was when the game truly ended. And that's when that wide receiver tight end, whatever it was, was so wide open. He just stood there, could have taken his iPhone out, called his mom and said, hey, I'm about to catch his touchdown pass. And that was just a blown assignment. But it was horrible. And I, Julia's over there while I'm watching the game. I'm getting angry. I start shouting. Uh, in disbelief at what I'm watching. Uh, but that was, it was just a really unfortunate way for these seniors to go out uh, on senior night, last home game of the season. It was a really lousy night. Yeah. Nathan, I don't know if, if you're here, or if you can hear us or whatever, but um, do you have anything else to add? I should be glad that my ping is fluctuating right now to about five or six seconds every now and then that's keeping me from able to being able to jump in with my aggravation because Okay, yeah, right I just this game was awful. the The environment wasn't fun either. It was a, it was the game right at the very beginning of uh, fall break, so you have no one's on campus, no one's at tailgating. You go in, it's cold, you get blown out. The whole thing, nothing was yeah. fun, and it just sucked. And it's Southern Miss because, of course, it's Southern Miss. It's always been Southern Miss historically that does this, and it just it just sucked and. Did Tech go? Did Tech die to jump to that? They absolutely did to both. I'm not. There has to be a word worse than think, dying for what happened right. here. I think we've already I, come up with it. It's called Techledorfed. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's that is what it is. We were Techledorfed. Yeah, I mean, there has to be a worse category, right? Than just you know going and it, like against UTSA. At least we moved the ball. At least we were. At least we felt good for like a minute in that game. Yeah. But like this game was just fucking horrendous. Yeah, it's the worst. I don't know if you guys will agree, but I think it's the worst game in the Skip Holtz era. People around us who never leave games early left. I mean, never. Like I did not leave because I wanted to sing the alma mater in the stadium one last time. And I don't judge anyone for leaving this game, though. Like, believe me, Um, because I was hungry and wanted to leave, too. But. (laughs) I saw a friend the next day and the first thing I said when I saw them, like I, I met up with them for lunch. I was like, please tell me you didn't stay the whole time because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one deserved to sit through that. And yet we did. I mean, Nathan and I did eat delicious hamburgers at that. I don't even know the name of that cocktail bar. That's like behind Cane's, but not a sponsor. There's I don't know the name lightning. of the restaurant. Oh white yeah. White lightning. lightning. Yeah. That what place is good, man. That that was a really good hamburger. So shout out to them. That brought my spirits back a little bit. Please sponsor us. Yeah. Like I said, I was really hungry. <laughs> so. Pay us some burgers. Speaking of really hungry, do y'all want some rice? Uh, not uh, really. I don't want any more. I, uh-huh. uh, uh, but I really want to. I really want you guys' feedback on this. I I think it's the worst game in the Skill Pulse era, and you guys haven't really uh, retorted or given an opinion. Uh, would you say it is? Um. I don't remember the 2013 season super well, to be honest with you. I do. Um, because, you know, I watched Kansas every game. Kansas was awful. Kansas was, was a hard one. Game. With I the was fumble out of the end game. zone. That happened right in front of me. That ball hit 
I was in the first row. That ball hit the concrete barrier where I was sitting. We did I, lose to Northwestern State. I mean, okay, yeah, that was that was very bad. But given the fact that we went on to do great things that year, I mean, this is up there yeah. for sure. Yeah, given the fact that they didn't have a real quarterback. Given What's more inexcusable, though, losing to Northwestern State that year or losing to USM this year? I mean, to to wrap that up, you guys got a player of the game? Just I do. Okay. Uh, nobody. <laughs> uh, you, I have a real uh, one. You know what? You know what? I'm going to do a new one. The player of the game for me is uh, the GTPDD crew for going, staying whole time. <laughs> three and of not, us. Yeah. Three of us yeah. were there. So. Who was all there? Was Josh there? Well, and Daniel, four of us were there. Yeah. yeah. Four, so half the crew was there. Yeah. Four and of the then, six. Uh, my brother was there. He's not part of GTPDD, but he is a listener because he likes to laugh at pain. So, uh, yeah, you guys, I'm going to give it to the GTPDD crew, players of the game. All right, Nathan, you got one that was maybe on the field? <laughs> yeah, and he was on the field a lot more than we would have liked him to be, and that was uh, Jacob Barnes, the kicker. I mean, when all of your offensive points, or I guess our special yeah. teams points still, but the only other score was a defensive touchdown to kick four field goals, and they were pretty long, too. I think, yeah, two they were. of them were... We're in the 43 range. I think two were like 39-ish as well. So, I mean, they they weren't chip shots, and he kicked the extra point as well. So when you have the kicker scoring 13 (laughs) of the 19 points you score, I mean, who else can you give it to? GTPDD. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not (laughs) sure what's going on with him, but that 43-yarder barely made it It over that crossbar. It Um, It was probably probably the hoodie, because that went viral on Twitter, too. (laughs) That was a good tweet. Um, that, That might be the tweet of the week, to be honest um the, probably the fashion statement that he was making but um i'm gonna give it to trey baldwin because I, we all knew that the defense was gonna have to score and we were yelling at the defense to score and he decided to go ahead and do it so um you thanks know, trey not, yeah not necessarily a great game uh from the defense but the offense was worse somehow so yeah okay um nathan yeah. back to your transition from like 10 minutes ago <laughs> you guys want some yeah. rice yeah, we spent no. 18 minutes in our five-minute segment recapping the uh, the Southern Miss game. So, yeah, let's talk Rice. And, yeah, I'm not excited to play this game. They're no. not supposed to be a good team, but we obviously struggle against bad teams, too. So, yeah. hopefully, as my uh, As team. my wife told me that I, I tweeted this, and it did pretty well on Twitter, but she said, you absolutely have to stop saying that the teams you're about to play are bad. <laughs> and yeah. I, I stand by it. Southern Miss is awful. I stand by that. No, they are. I, I will, I will not take that back. Southern Miss but, is awful. I did not say Tech was good. I said Southern Miss was awful. Okay, so let's just get that clear right now. Yeah, they now. are awful, but Tech is also Te- yeah. Tech as is awful. Yeah, Tech is also awful. So, um. Anyway, yeah. Rice is equally, maybe not no. equally bad. They beat UAB in UAB. Yeah, they probably beat Southern Miss too. Yeah, of course they did. Well, no shit, they beat Southern Miss. Yeah, they did. Southern Miss hadn't beat anybody until they beat us, except Grambling. They do really well in Lincoln Parish. Yeah, if Southern Miss plays ULM, man, watch out. That's, well, that's not Lincoln Parish. They, they've got that that I-20 corridor locked down. <laughs> um, yeah, Nathan, what, what is this right? Rice team? Tell You love Rice. Tell us about them. They're your team. Yeah, we, we all know that. Usually they are, but we're playing them so far late in the season that all the hype has already died down and now they're just their normal selves like they've been since they won the conference in 2013 i think and that's bad 
not quite as bad as Southern Miss. I'm not seeing a lot of 130th rankings in a lot of categories. I'm curious if those have improved for Southern Miss after playing us. But a lot of things in the 110s, 120s, sometimes in the 90s as well. So like points per game against FBS opponents, it's 17 and a half. That's 121st in the country. Meanwhile, giving up 36.9 points per game, it's 118th in the country against FBS opponents. Their rushing offense and defense are both really bad. Uh, they right now are averaging 3.4 yards per rush. That's 110th in the country and allowing 5.2 yards per rush. That's 112th in the country. Uh their passing offense is really the only thing that's been working for them on the offensive side of the ball. That's 6.9 nice yards per pass, 96th in the country, but allowing 8.7 on defense, 116th in the country. Nothing really jumps out as really good to me. Uh, they have a lot of time of possession. That's ninth so, best in the country. But other than that, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say they're bad, though, because uh, I just drinked it last week. Well, what I'm hearing is Tech's going to lose by 25. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I'm done. Like, I, I'm I, done. Like, and I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I'm not picking. Tech's not going to win this game. Tech is going to lose this game. That I, I will not be picking Tech to win because I truthfully do not believe they will. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't know. Looking at this this team's like statistical categories, what I'm supposed to think because I just pulled up Southern Misses now after they beat us, and they're still like 125 or worse in pretty much everything. So I mean. They didn't have a great statistical night against us. They just were better than how bad we were, you know? Um, Rice seems about the same, except they've got a real quarterback, I guess, which is kind of scary. You know, to be to be fair, USM did have almost 200 yards rushing against him. Yeah. But I don't know. The, the thing that for, jumps out to me is that Rice yeah. gives up 36 and a half points per game, which is pretty bad and we've talked about like i think it was the charlotte game we talked about how they give up a lot of yards but it doesn't necessarily translate into points but for their opponents but like for rice it's kind of you know that they're pretty bad defensively in terms of you know giving up yards and points so i don't know man it's so hard it's so hard when the team a week and a half ago at this point played really well and beat charlotte who was above 500 and needs to win one more game to go to a bowl and then did what they just did against two and eight Southern Miss, right? Or two and nine Southern Miss. So sure. I'm not even really sure what we're supposed to think. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to pick for this game. I'm not quite as, you know, this is definitely a loss as you see, Matt, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, they don't really have anyone that jumps off the page when I look at it either. Uh, the thing that really jumps off the page is that tickets are selling for $6 for this game. Uh, I might Houston. go. We're going in to Galveston Houston. for Thanksgiving, so I might go, but I don't know if I really want to, to be honest. Yeah, and that's that's the thing right there. Well, I, I do have some good news for you on that front because it is a 12 noon central game. So that means yeah. you get it over the way with early and you don't have to worry about it for the rest of your day. Yeah, I mean, uh, the problem with, with going is that we're going to have the dogs with us and I don't know what we would do with the dogs for three hours while we, I, I probably wouldn't drag Catherine to the game with me though. So I don't know. We'll see. Put them at QB. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm curious to see uh, who's going to start at quarterback. Uh, Austin Kendall was dressed for the USM game. And I think that it would be fitting to have him start if he's healthy, uh, given the fact that there's nothing to play for. And this will be the last time he ever throws a football. And uh, how many games uh, has JD head appeared in? Uh, three, three. Oh, Okay, give him the start. Yeah, but I... Yeah, that's what my thought really, is. Yeah. If he's healthy, though, I heard he was hurt, too. Um, he 
I think he had an issue after the UAB game, but yeah. that is all good. It was like a shoulder thing that it was like a stung shoulder. And he's been say, dressed out, but I think he was sick last week is what I saw. I just say, fuck it. I mean, JD Head's going to have years to compete for this and he probably will be the starter next year, given the fact that Aaron Allen is back to being a make a wish winner. So, uh, <laughs> fuck it. Just let, let Austin go out there and in his home state, I think it's his home state. Uh, it's a state he's based nah, in now, anyway. He's from North Carolina. I think he's based out of Texas, though, now. So just let him go out there and it's your, just let him play. We had nothing to play for. Yeah, let I him, mean, I let, guess let, I guess the argument out. is that the only thing you have to play for is the future. And so, yeah, and then it was uh, obviously not tied to the future. But, no, I, I, but I can see that, though. And Skip, you know, Skip will probably want to at least if Austin Kendall can go, he'll probably at least want to reward him, you know. Yeah. Coming to tech and sitting through this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting his time. But enough about our QB. Let's talk about their QB because he's going to be my player to watch in this game because I, again, they're kind of bad. So there's not a lot to pick from. But are you talking, he's about, a guy, uh, you talking about Jake Constantinople? I am. Formerly Jake Istanbul, or I guess now he's Jake Istanbul. But now he's Jake Constantine, which is a, a movie, bad, right? It's a bad the, Keanu Reeves yeah. movie. Yeah. He's not very good. No, but none of these players are. And we kind of saw what happened when we faced our running back at quarterback and he torched our defense. What can an actual QB do to us now? Oh, God. He's uh, only thrown for 1,600 yards so far on the season. It's 7.9 yards per pass. Eight touchdowns to seven interceptions. Not a great look, but I mean, with how bad our pass defense was this last week, this guy can torch us because I feel like anybody can. Uh, Yeah, it's probably good. If you look at some of the worst pass defenses that they've played lately, um, I'm worried about this guy, uh, Jake Bailey, the wide receiver, who is a um, he's the leading receiver on the team. 56 he's catches, 714 yards, a lot of yards against Charlotte, who gave up, you know, a ton of yards against us uh, and we're bad. He had seven catches for 143 yards, and that was um, that was to follow up his performance against North Texas. 10 catches for 143 yards and a touchdown. So um, Jake Bailey's my player to watch. You know, if Tech's secondary is going to be this bad and keep regressing, um, this guy might have 7,000 yards in this game. Oh, and just to put that in perspective, UNT is one win away from ball eligibility. Yeah. Where the hell did that come from? Shout out North Texas for winning four games out of goddamn nowhere. Yeah. And they're Uh, going to get their asses railed by UTSA, but it's been a fun run. Yeah, I'm just sitting back and watching uh, CUSA Twitter burn now as UTSA and and North (laughs) Texas blogs go at each other. But um, yeah, Matt, did you have a different player to watch other than the quarterback and lead wide receiver there? Uh, No, not really. Uh, Their running back uh, is not very, I mean, he not very good there. Uh, That Bailey kid has had a a fair season, not a lot of touchdowns, but racked up quite a few yards. their quarterback, Jake Istanbul, whatever you want to call him, uh, hasn't really been playing very well either. These are two very well evenly matched, awful teams. Uh, I don't really, but I don't have a player to watch out for. Uh, now that I've said that, all 11 starters on offense will score three touchdowns, and uh, it'll be oh. really. Yeah. <laughs> the, the starting left tackle is going to score yes. three touchdowns. <laughs> the left, the right guard, the right guard's going to take it in the uh, the super back package that USM is 
heralding now, which is going to be the future of college football. Oh God. Uh, That's and, the future of college football. My God, <laughs> please. No, let's take it back to 1946. Uh, oh man. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I guess we can go to our final thoughts or am I skipping something? We have, we have the, predi- yeah, the, Oh, the, the other computer predictions yeah, other as well. Predictions. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. get excited for a second before we bring it back down with our realism. I, someone loves us at least. And the people yeah. who love us are apparently computers. Massey gives tech a 59% chance to win this game. 31 to 28 final score predicted ESPN FBI, a 70.2% chance to win for the Bulldogs. And Vegas favors Tech by three and a half points with no under uh, over under given because no one cares. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that being said, are we as semi optimistic with the Bulldogs no. into their last game of the season? Yeah, no, we don't have to finish no, the sentence. Absolutely not. Uh, Tech has shown again and again that they are a very bad football team with very bad coaching, and they will not win this football game. And if I if I got the score, I, uh, I'll say rice is going to win, uh, 24 to 10 mm, brutal. Yeah. I mean, I, I have last week's Massey and ESPN FPI predictions up for reference and Vegas. Uh, last week we had a 79% chance to win per Massey, 84% <laughs> chance to win an ESPN and were favored by 17 points, um, by Vegas. So yeah, those numbers, uh, don't, give me hope that our slightly less chance to win in each of those (laughs) metrics uh, will pay off for us. But I don't really know what we're going to do. I mean, if we're going to play Austin Kendall, I don't know if UTEP Austin Kendall is going to show up or NC state Austin (laughs) is going to show up. Right. So I I really have no idea, man. So uh, Jesus, I don't really know what to (laughs) What to say? I mean, their quarterback's not very good. He's thrown eight touchdowns to seven interceptions. You realize the quarterback last week was not a quarterback. Yes. Uh, so just I, throw that out the window. <laughs> um, so what you're telling me is Jake Constantine will throw for 600 yards in this game. If Jake Constantine throws for 600 yards, I will. I, I'll just give up. I'll just quit. Fair. Because in this life, you can't win. You yeah. can try. <laughs> But you're just going to fail big time. Yeah, I I don't know if the terrible offenses on the field this week will win or the terrible defenses. You know what Maybe I mean? Like terrible special will, teams. Will this have. school will this score be 21 to 20 or will it be 37 to 36? I if don't it's know. 21 to 20 and tech loses. I'm going to I'm going to have to call GTPDD. Nah, you're good. You're good, man. We'll talk you back down. I um. <laughs> It's, we're a bowling school now anyway. So anyway, to make a prediction, uh, not in football. uh, 30 to 27 tech wins. <laughs> Fights back tears. I, I think you could probably hear yeah. what my facial expression is there. It's like gritted teeth. Like, uh, I don't fucking know. All right, Nathan, what you got? Yeah. I mean, against Charlotte, what I did was, I predicted Tech would lose, even though I thought they would win, to try to use reverse psychology Ugh. to make it work. And then I forgot about that against Southern Miss, predicted Tech to win by huge, and then they didn't. So I predict Rice will win, wink, wink, with a final score of 31-28. Oh, to lose by 60. <sighs> if I go... Don't doubt the reverse psychology. And we lose by 60. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but enough about football. Let's talk about basketball. 
And Hooray. both the games that happened so far this week were kind of boring, and we've talked a lot about football too, so we won't spend very long here. Against Jarvis Christian and what was it, an NAIA team, I believe. Tech won by yeah. 30, 91 to 61. Not really anything to talk about. Tech dominated every aspect of the game. It was never in doubt, unlike that Jackson State game where we had some doubts early on. Northwestern State, we thought might be more of a test. Um, the same time that the football game happened. So I don't think Played any there. of us watched that game. Uh, I caught I caught a little bit of it. Uh, they looked really good. It looks like as, and this is natural in basketball or any sport, whenever you start playing games and you get some more experience, you start to look a lot sharper. Granted, it's Northwestern State, but they're, they're looking pretty good out there. Yeah. I mean, that game started with a 23 to six run by the Bulldogs and they never really looked back, had a 20 point lead at the half and win probability was never below 98% in the second half. And again, tech wins by 19, 83 to 64. So beat a couple of probably scrubs, but this week we play North Carolina state because we play them in everything now and they are going to be a tougher team. Yeah, and, and we also play ULM on Wednesday, but we covered that on the last um, episode last Thursday. So um, check that out if you missed it. But um, yeah, NC State, man, we we really do. We're playing them every single sport, and they beat us in every sport so far. So I don't know. Should we expect different this week? <laughs> I mean, the when we played them in football, they were ranked, I believe, in the top 25 or almost in the top 25 yeah. or got there at some point. Uh, they just beat Clemson. They were they were a hot team. Baseball, they were the team that was talked about why they should have been the one hosting a 16th regional maybe or like the best number two seed in the regional round in college baseball. But when it comes to basketball, they're good, but not otherworldly good. They're not what we played opening night against Alabama. Uh, Ken Palm has them ranked 70th and the rankings in Tech at 102nd. So they are supposed to be better than us and they are playing on their own court and rally. But they're not, I could see a way that Tech wins this game. That being said, Tech has not looked great against decent competition when we saw against Bama and we saw against Jackson State. Hopefully these two games we had this past week kind of helped prepare us a little bit. But I would have felt, I felt better about this game before the season got started, is, is my thought about it right now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at NC State, they're 4-1 overall right now. Like you said, they're ranked 70th in Massey. Um, pretty pretty much around that point in terms of their offense or not Massey Ken Palm um, pretty much around that point they're 67th best on offensive efficiency and 75th best in defense so they're just a solid team all around uh, they play pretty clean which tech often relies on you know giving uh, getting steals getting turnovers um, to to lead to some transition buckets you know we play that um backcourt defense, full court press kind of kind of defense sometimes to try to force mistakes and NC State really hasn't made those mistakes through 5 games there. They're 29th overall in turnover percentage and 10th overall in terms of giving up steals. They only give up 5 uh 5.5% of their possessions end in a steal for the defense. So they're they're pretty clean offensively, so it'll be interesting to see if Tech can you know, force them to make some mistakes that are pretty uncharacteristic for them throughout these games they've played so far. Yeah. One other thing I want to point to when it comes to the the stats is when North Carolina state has the ball and they miss a shot, their offensive rebounding percentage is 72nd in the country and techs on defense is 328th. Oof. So 
if they get those second chance buckets and check it man second chance shots at least then i'm a little concerned about how this game will go yeah we absolutely have to um to limit that and get that rebound number up man what is up with that and i think i'm not sure if isaiah crawford's still going to be out for this game i haven't really heard an update on that but if he's out i mean it's going to be pretty tough for for tech to win this game regardless but if our one of our two all-conference players is out that that makes it just that much tougher so i don't know do you have a player to watch nathan for us to keep our eyes out for the guy i'm most excited to see play is one of their freshmen uh turquavion smith probably turquavian i I have no idea qua is in there it's a qua smith uh however it pronounces it um just having a true freshman be used as much as he is he may not Mm. be a true freshman now that i think about it because of the covid year but uh shoots a lot of three-pointers most three-pointer shot of anyone on the team and still hitting about 35 percent of them um and just pretty much active every single possession when he's on the court so uh if you're looking out for one guy you'll see him a lot yeah it does look like he might be a true freshman i'm not seeing any 2021 stats for him yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna continue on with my my uh, tradition here of just picking someone random because of their name um i'm picking ebenezer dewana he is from Accra in ghana um apparently i also always pick foreign players so maybe that says something about me but he is a a covid freshman so this is his second year and he's currently being used in about 50 55 percent of their minutes at the or 53 percent of their minutes at the center position he's a 6 11 225 pound um, second year freshman so um, look out for him and yeah definitely Turquavian Smith though is going to be out there a lot um, at the point position as well yeah and so I mean I know for football we do predictions where we give a final score but that I think is a lot harder to do in basketball but what do y'all think do you think Tech pulls the upset and wins no against NC State okay well that was easy yeah I don't think so either I mean if Crawford's out it's just going to be too tough I think we can keep this game close, but um, if we're if Crawford's limited in any way, I don't think I, I don't see us pulling it off. Yeah, I think I'm with you there, too. I, I haven't seen enough from this team other than beating up on a couple bad schools this past week. That makes me optimistic about an out of conference game like this. I'm really hoping that over the next month ish, we're able to kind of pull ourselves together and get ready for conference play and, and really compete when we get to that part of the schedule. But I just don't see enough from this team yet to have all that much confidence going into this Saturday night game. Yeah, and the only thing I'll say in our favor is that they played Colgate, who's currently 105th in Ken Palm, and we're 102. And they only beat Colgate by three points. So, I mean, maybe that gives us, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a chance to stay in this game. And it was close late, obviously winning by three. It was you know their their win percentage went down to 50% with about with about 2 minutes left to go in the game so i don't know we got a chance certainly so but I, with crawford potentially being out i i don't see it happening all right and but that's not the only basketball that will get played this week or nor was it last week women's basketball team is also playing we haven't really talked about them yet because we've had so many sports to talk about yeah. but what have they been up to evan yeah, so the Lady Texters started out the season kind of hot. They beat two not really good teams in Jarvis Christian, which I'm pretty sure we're going to become a Jarvis Christian podcast soon if we keep this up. Um, and LSU Alexandria by an average score of 99 to 51. So that was just really nice to see the Texters like beating up on bad teams um, because that hasn't always been the case. 
Uh, but their first real test of the season came in Oxford, Mississippi last Friday at the same time as the men's and football game um, when they traveled to take on Ole Miss, where they lost 62-44 to against what should be a pretty decent Lady Rebel team this year. They're about 70th in Massey, I think. Um, Tech is like 165, maybe somewhere in there. Um, so far the team is led by Kiana Walker, which is no real surprise. She's, um, the junior guards averaging 19 points per game so far this season. Um, while true freshman Amaya Brannon is second on the team with nearly 11 points per game. So it'll be interesting to see how things shake out, you know, once they start playing some, uh, again, more decent competition and, you know, see how some of these transfer pieces, we got a transfer from Wisconsin and I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Oh, wait, I do have it pulled up in front of me. Yeah, we got a transfer from Tulane, from Pitt, and South Alabama as well. So uh, there's a lot of newcomers on this team, and so it'll be interesting to see how Brooks Store and uh, and Scott Store can make that come together. This week, we take on Nickel State on Monday night, so probably after or before you've heard this podcast. They're 337th in Massey, um, and we have a 94% chance to win. Then we take on Boise State on Friday. Uh, we have a 59% chance to win that one out in Boulder, Colorado, for some reason. And then the next day, we take on Colorado, so they must be hosting a tournament, I guess, um, who is very good, number 23rd in Massey, and we are given a 5% chance to win that game. So, you know, one team that we should dominate, one team that's pretty closely ranked with us, and then a team that should dominate us. So we'll know a little bit more about the Texters by the next time we record, I think. Yeah, but luckily the... Texters basketball team aren't the only Texters on campus because we still have the bowling team because we are a bowling school now. So that is something we have going for us. The Lady Texters went into the ISTAP Hornet Classic hosted by Alabama State this past weekend. They were combined 29-2 and in qualifying matches so far this season, but they hadn't been able to translate that success on Friday and Saturday into the championship brackets on Sunday. But this weekend was a little different, right, Evan? Yeah, so they continued their dominance in those qualification matches. They won 11 straight, went 11-0 and on Friday and Saturday. And then I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think they won a couple more qualifying matches on Sunday morning, which set them up as the number one seed heading into the championship bracket. Um, it's pretty much the same format, I think, that we've talked about before. Anyway, they started out by dispatching Emmanuel College 4-1 to in a best-of-seven Baker match, um, which I guess some how got them a buy into the finals i don't really understand how that works but okay so they had to play in the first round and then got a buy in the second round i don't i don't know yeah and against alabama state in that final match the host of the whole tournament tech won the first two games then alabama state bounced back to win the next two and remember this is best of seven so the texters won the the fifth game to take a 3-2 lead heading into game six and that final game was decided by just three pins as Louisiana Tech won it 169 to 166. And so you think that a number nine team might be moving up in the rankings after winning a tournament. But Evan, the polls haven't come out yet, right? I don't know when they're coming out. Last year, they came out on November 13th and they're, they haven't put them out yet. So I don't know what's going on there. But we're still number nine in the nation from the preseason poll. And um, hopefully that that will those will come out soon that's the last tournament too of the fall um slate so they won't be bowling again until january it looks like um when i think they they might start out in dallas 
So I'm, I'm going to go, go check him out in person, I think. All right. But yeah, so one last thing to do before we wrap it up here. And that's this week's tweet of the week. Evan, what is this week's tweet of the week? Yeah, so I have a little bit of an unorthodox proposal for you guys. Um, my wife texted me when the score was 21 to 9 um, on Friday night. And she t- she said, babe, you absolutely have to stop saying the teams you are about to play aren't good. It is a curse. And so I tweeted, my wife understands Louisiana Tech football on a molecular level. And so I'm proposing not that I get it for my tweet about this text, but that we give it to Catherine because, I mean, that is just like, like that was unsolicited. She texted me out of the blue during the game. And normally if Tech is losing, she'll just let me be, you know. But in this case, she was like, no, I have to say something. <laughs> so I, I think Catherine deserves it for her for her deep, deep understanding of Louisiana Tech athletics. Yep. So if you guys have no objections, I... I submit my proposal um, yeah. to the board. I'm on. Yeah, I think that makes it unanimous. Unanimous. <laughs> yeah. An um, anemone. An anemone. Uh, right, yeah. Don't hate yourself. I want to break bl- that. What? Are you good? Both that and my stumbling right now on the poor internet connection. Yeah, but. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please and Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog where we have contests that are starting to wrap up about now and some merch. Uh, Evan, tell us about those contests. Yeah, so I actually have all of it graded right now. It's a miracle of all of all miracles. We're recording on Sunday night and I've done my my homework on time, but... Um, in the GTPDD contest, I have said all season that I'm removing the lowest score from everybody's grade. I have done that. Um, so as it stands currently, we've got a, a two-horse race really for first place. Shane Kennel has 132 points and mo- going into this last week. And our good friend Daniel Adams, Manuel the Daniel, has 129 um, so it'll be really, really interesting to see if Daniel can return as champion after taking two years off, or if we have a newcomer Shane here, um, win the trophy printed by our good friend, Kyle. Um, then over in the pick'em, we've got Phil T one with a four point lead heading into the last real week of, of conference play here, 145 points, JC, our, our friend from tech band 141 and then i am actually in third place with 137 um i don't remember if i said i was gonna remove the lowest score from this one but if i did i would be in first place right now so i'm not gonna do that because i don't remember if i said uh that i was going to and it feels weird to take away the lowest score from a thing that's like like multiple weeks of you know, multiple picks and stuff. So I didn't want to do that anyway. So anyway, right now, Phil 145, JC 141, and I have 137 in third place. So um, it's Phil's to lose at this point, but there are seven games this week. You can play both of those over at our blog, gtpdd.dog slash pick'em and slash contest to play both of those. And they're both up now too, by the way. Yeah. And while you're there, you can check out the GoTech shop at gtpdd.dog slash shop where we have this month's shirt of the month still for a few more days while November continues. But also, Black Friday weekend, something special is happening on the store. And that's all the teas you're oh. getting right now. Oh, wow. So I don't even know about this. keep your eyes posted for that. 
either at the blog or on the Twitter account, because we'll tweet it out when it happens too. But just just keep your eyes open for it. But until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. Dear God, please. <laughs> Would you want Skip fired then if we lose by 60 to Rice? Well, let's save all that for the offseason, I guess. I don't know. Well, I didn't expect this. I expect Nathan to yeah. cut that out. I was just, I David know. Blackwell is fired at halftime. <laughs> <sighs> Can we leave him on the tarmac if we're taking a bus there? <laughs> uh, you could drive him to uh, George Bush the- International and <laughs> just leave him there. Leave him at the Greyhound station. <laughs> yeah. um, leave him at a Whataburger.